Welcome to the Radiance Training Podcast, where we explore all of the healthiest ways to become the baddest version of yourself. And by baddest, I mean the best. I'm your host, Eliza Maroney, and I can't wait to share some of my favorite tools with you for personal growth. From self-optimization techniques to meditations, exploring alternative medicine and mindset resets, this is your invitation to turn up your turn on and rise into radiance. Let's get started. Hey, lovies, welcome back to the Radiance Training Podcast. And woo, this week, I've got my really, really good girlfriend here. When I say really good girlfriend, like we go back at least half a decade longer than that, which like, you know, when you're in your 30s, like that's actually a really long fucking time. Um, but I'm super stoked. I have my girlfriend, Miss Mindy Galloway. She's an artist, entrepreneur and visionary here in the Sacramento region. Welcome, Mindy. Oh, thank you, Eliza. I'm so happy to be on your Radiance Training podcast. The experiences that I've had with you in this lifetime, just so grateful for it. And I hope that everybody can feel the love through the microphone because this is such a blessing to be here. Thank you for that. It's funny because we're like those uh, soul sisters that we're always like, pretty sure we go back at least four lifetimes. We might be on like six or seven. <laughs> Doesn't stop here. It's infinite love, baby. Infinite love. I'm always like, remember that one time in Egypt back in 15 something? <laughs> um, maybe back in the 1800s or the 800s or who the hell knows? Because, um, you know, time, time is not real. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. That's why we're soul sisters. <laughs> um, and the reason why we don't, we know time is not real is probably because of what we're going to talk about today, which is psychedelics. Mm, I'm going to take you on a journey with us. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, it's great because I knew Mindy in my life, pre-psychedelic, like pre-Eliza using psychedelics um, and, and during and now like it's very much integrated in my life and you've been such a guide for me. Um, so I'm so excited to really dive deep into this um, topic. And today, when we're talking about psychedelics, I want to be clear, Mindy and I both have a background in working with cannabis. And um, Mindy is very well versed and has worked um, with with mushrooms with psilocybin. So those are the two that we're mainly going to talk about today. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. Mindy. Yes. What was your um, what was your upbringing like when it came to this? And like, how did you get into these things? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think looking back, the first thing and I didn't notice this when I was a teenager or younger, but it was mainly about my mental health and how that affected me in my life. When I was younger, I was very aware of the world. A lot of things were going on. That's why I decided to kind of take some rebellious paths. And I'm like, what is going on in the world? And, you know, the I knew from an early age that the system was so corrupt and it made me honestly very angry. It made me a very angry person. And to my friends, I showed love. But there was just a lot of you know, a lot of, um, not necessarily fear, but a lot of anger towards what I was knowing and experiencing in the world. So my introduction to cannabis was something that really helped me calm down. 
and also, um, you know, psychedelics, ex- me experiencing a world outside of that societal world that I was so angry about. And then I realized that there was more out there, that this isn't just confined to these ideals and these pressures and these societal norms that we are, um, you know, that we live in. And, you know, me being one of those people that didn't fit into many of the categories and the boxes, I'm like, okay, well, you know, knowing that there's this other place lets me carve out another space for myself, letting me explore and really tap into my own gifts and explore my own self-love journey. And it was, you know, not just a um, complete journey of psychedelics, but a journey of spirituality and ceremony, and then learning how to use that medicine that, you know, had let me open my eyes in order to dive deeper into find myself and my own self-love so I can show up, you know, Mm. so I can be present in this world. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. It's, um, how old were you when you first smoked weed? I'm curious. Um, you know, I tried it. I tried smoking. I didn't actually get high until like the third time I smoked. So I smoked. I was like, what is everybody talking about? Like, this is crazy. (laughs) And it was probably when I was 15. Um, I was a teenager. And then a couple years later, um, you know, my, my sister smoked too. And so it was around me and, um, so I tried it again. I was like, okay, let me try this again. Let me see. And about 17 um, was when, you know, I fully went into it. And um, a lot of the people around me, too, um, were, like, finding their path and and going towards what made them feel good. And, you know, obviously I hung out with the outcasts and the rebels. <laughs> so all of them were exploring their own um, journey with the medicine. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, let me, let me see it. But I will say, and I will be completely honest that I did initially use it as an escape, right? Mm -hmm. So finding that balance and finding the awareness on your intention with the medicine. And I say medicine in in the terms of, I think of anything that's going to heal us, medicine, music is medicine, right? Like cannabis is medicine. Even if you're not intentionally using it for a medical condition, right? Like it's something that is helpful to just your um, ability to see the world and, and to experience it in that way. And so I did use it, you know, as an escape um, initially, and then went into my spirituality and then learned those those other things. But it definitely was a catalyst because I don't think I would have been aware of those other paths had I not started the journey. Mm, so different for me because I myself started with cocaine and like any other drug under the sun before I used weed. And like it was really interesting the biases that I had and the way that I was raised, I was so afraid of being lazy or being a stoner. I didn't like the smell of it, which is really ironic. Like I'm the cannabis yogi, right? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I built like brands off of me using cannabis. Um, but I remember that like, I was, I was like, I want to be productive in society and I want to get things done. And, um, and Coke was like very posh, right? Like, Oh, we're going to a club and we're doing this. And, um, and I didn't actually smoke my first joint until I was 23 years old. 
which is mm-hmm. crazy. Like I'd gone through like deep down into like the abyss of addiction, came out of it, relapsed, came back out of it and was kind of like in this, I, I need something else. And then that's when I smoked weed for the first time and um, actually at that time did my first psychedelic journey um, with LSD and that that like all of a sudden just like clicked and I never went back. Like I never oh, went back. <laughs> so I think it's so interesting how uh, lots of people say it's um, it's a gateway drug. And I want to address this for any listeners that are out there. Um, you know, if you have heard that cannabis is a gateway drug, we do not agree. Um, I can speak for Mindy when we say we do not agree. Um, and I can speak from my own personal experience. That was actually an exit drug. It mm-hmm. was what I needed to exit away from um, other substances that were not serving me. And so I think it's important to like shed some light on this and let people know um, there's nothing to be afraid of, but conscious consumption of anything is important. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful reminder because I'm so, you know, it's my everyday life. And so I don't normally think of the things that and the stigma that has followed cannabis throughout the years with a lot of propaganda and and what people have. And, you know, I will say that it is different for every body because every body is different and our chemistry makeup and our bodies are different. And so it is an experience that an individual is going to have in their own personal way. And some people might work really well and other people it might not. But I will say that I have never heard of anybody really having like a horrific experience or being brought down this tunnel of um, this negative path through, you know, using cannabis. It is natural and it's done the opposite from my experience and seeing people and how our, um, you know, lives were told that just take those pharmaceuticals from that doctor and trust them. And, you know, that's another escape way. A lot of people, we have an opioid pandemic in this world. And cannabis has been very helpful in being able to help people exit. So I love that turn on it that, you know, for for a lot of people that we know or that we've had, and, you know, I can't speak for everybody in the world, but what I've experienced is the exact opposite, you know, really helping others get out of situations or paths of addictive substances and pull themselves out of that. Mm, Yeah. And it can be really scary. You know, we won't get too deep into the nitty gritty of, um, of the science of weed, although Mindy and I (laughs) could definitely do that for hours on this podcast. Um, but similar to what you just said and, and something I used to always say when I had my company, like, um, not every product is for every body. Like our bodies are chemically made differently, which you just touched on, but there is a product for everybody. I agree. It's insane, right? Like understanding your ratios and understanding, do I need something that's higher CBD, lower THC, um, getting to know uh, different terpene profiles and how your body's absorbing it, right? It's the same as food. Like when we think of food and food allergies, like some people are, 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 they are sensitive to gluten or they have um, other allergies, right? Like your, all of our bodies are made so differently. And if we could treat food as medicine as well, like as it's supposed to be treated, 
um, says the girl who had some ice cream last night. Um, if we could do better, though, if we could really treat it as ceremony, we could all really benefit from it. And that goes for anything, though, what you're drinking, what you're eating, um, any substances, all of that. So I love that we can touch on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made the conscious decision. I'm like, I'm going to get tea today. I'm going to drink tea because we're talking about nature and medicine. And I want to just bring myself closer to that. And every little thing, you know, does affect what we're doing and and some enter our bodies more than most. And that's how I see cannabis and sometimes a difference between cannabis and and psychedelics and mushrooms is that cannabis is a tool to help keep our bodies in homeostasis. And that goes into, you know, the mental health with the chemicals and our brain as well. And then mushrooms is more the outside, the the conscious energy that if you have, you know, the body, mind and spirit, you have alignment of all of those things is when you're in harmony or what we all kind of talk about and seek, which is balance, right? Like, (laughs) how do I get into balance, you know? And there's different, different things to, um, there's different levels that everybody needs in order to bring these things in balance. So it's been really interesting for me as a keeper of the medicine and being able to see how different people are able to benefit from the tools that, you know, nature is is giving us. Because I will say that is my perspective on it, that everything is a tool and the person has be, is able to put their intention into that tool to make it Um, work in a positive way. And, you know, our minds are so powerful. They're such a powerful thing. And that's why the inclusion of ceremony is so important because you're putting positive energy. You're creating a safe space for yourself while you're letting this medicine cycle through your bloodstream and your body. And if you can infuse that or even just let yourself go in order to explore it, So one thing that I really like, and, you know, this is part meditation and, you know, we did this beautiful ceremony during Eliza's retreat, the um, Ignite retreat in Costa Rica. And the point of that meditation was to take us out of our heads and into our bodies. Because if we are off in some other world and, you know, thinking about our to-do list and, you know, all of these things, we're not giving power to the medicine that's working within. And so just even remembering our, our bodies, and that can be a powerful tool with or without the addition of these psychedelics and the tools just to be able to enhance that learning about, you know, us and giving gratitude to our bodies too. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You know, for anyone who might be listening that's never experienced um, the medicine of cannabis, I want to just touch on a few of the modes of consumption so that we can kind of share with them what is common, right? Because nothing is an absolute. Um, But I want to share that when you um, smoke or vape cannabis, It's not common. I've never experienced it where you have like psychedelic visuals or anything like that. You're very much in your body. 
Um, you'll hear people talk about sativa versus indica. There are lots of debates as to like whether one is more of like a an uplifting effect and one is more of a like a sedative. Um, like, you know, they have a saying, uh, indica puts you into couch, um, you know, but what we say is like, is it more of a head high or a cerebral uh, stimulation or more of a body high where you feel almost like this blanket over your body and, and a little heavier in your muscles, but it's also great for muscle relaxation. So, um, one mode of consumption, which, which we all know is like smoking a joint, smoking a bowl, hitting a bong, right? Like that's all smoking. It's all inhaling the smoke of the cannabis flower. Um, and vapes are using an extraction, an extracted oil from those uh, flowers. So that's a concentrated version of those flowers. Um, and then edibles. I feel like we do need to talk about edibles. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a psychedelic experience with overdosing on cannabis. And when I say overdosing for the record, no one in history has ever overdosed and died on cannabis. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah. You get really sleepy and you'll <laughs> sleep it off, but you know, it's, it's not an experience that, you know, people have this complete negative body shutdown. And the reason why that is, is because we do have receptors in our bodies that are congruent with some of the chemicals and receptors in cannabis. And so it works with our body, whereas other substances, alcohol being an example, is that it's almost like a jackhammer. It goes through and it pushes its way through our bodies to have an effect, whereas cannabis greets these chemicals in our bodies and says, oh, hey, you know, hi, and let's work together in order to make this happen. And I think that's the huge difference. So you might feel an intense effect, but it's not going to be detrimental to your body or, you know, to hurt you in any way. Yeah, it's not going to shut down <clears throat> any of your organs or anything like that, which is so interesting. Um, on the positive side, you know, the positive effects, um, smoking and vaping for me at least helps with my anxiety. It helps me to relax a bit more. Um, I do suffer from like lower back pain and some sciatica and it can really help with that. Um, people often take edibles because of the body high and the body relaxation. So people who have, um, uh, you know, chronic pain and chronic conditions, and especially those who don't want to inhale any smoke, edibles are a fabulous way to do that. Um, and of course, topicals, which are becoming really popular. Like I couldn't believe it. I was in Vegas last week and every spa had CBD massages as like an upgrade. You could pay like an extra 50 bucks for, a, a, you know, a CBD topical to be used. Um, and topicals can, can be great as well. Just uh, be very aware. And this goes for any medicine that you're putting in your body or anything that you're using. You should be doing your research. Don't just buy something because it says CBD or THC on it. Like really understand all of the ingredients, how they're going to work with your body. Um, because I will say, you know, just because they're, they're putting some CBD isolate or like a powder that was extracted does not mean that it's actually benefiting your body at all. Um, so things to think about and in, in relation to alcohol, I think it's just so important. Like you've never seen somebody smoke a joint, smoke a bowl and then go out and beat their wife. Like it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And alcohol is, is like glorified in this world that we live in. And cannabis is so stigmatized. Um, 
yet you'll see people, you know, like we can only buy certain limits amounts of, of cannabis from a dispensary, from a store. Um, but you see people going into Costco, walking out with pallets of alcohol <laughs> and no one is tracking that. Right. And the amount of, uh, violence and abuse and um, how detrimental alcohol is to your body. I think it's just important to shed light on that. I'm not anti-alcohol personally. Um, however, I, my life has been negatively impacted by it. I have alcoholics in my family. Um, you know, I had a partner that drank too much. I've had experiences that I've been through because of alcohol and because of people's consumption of it. So I think it's it's just important to like recognize the difference because a lot of people are like scared of weed and I'm like, yeah, like I've never heard of of anyone using cannabis and then going out there and destroying their families because of it. Um, some, and I'm sure that those stories exist, right? But we're talking about like, according to the masses, like we would know this already. So um, if you're afraid of cannabis and there's like fear in your body, but you think that, you know, you are ready to try this, like I encourage you, the, the, the slogan as everyone in the entire cannabis world will say Start low and go slow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And topicals are a very good, you know, entry point into that. And the, I liked how you brought up also the difference between the CBD and the infused. So when you buy things at a dispensary, they're tested and they have um, not only safe testing for the product, but dosage. So something can say 100 milligram CBD and then it not actually have it because it's not regulated. So I think that's really important if you're trying to use it for something and have the effect for it. So always, you know, if you're buying stuff from a dispensary, that's always the best way to go, especially with that added THC enhances the anti-inflammatory benefits and being um, the entry level the bridge, the gateway, everything affects you in cannabis through the bloodstream. So when you do topicals, unless it's a transdermal topical, it just gets your muscles high. It doesn't get you high. So it <laughs> relaxes the area and it's more lo local than it is traveling through your bloodstream and then um, you know, having that experience psychoactively. Mm, yeah. And, and we actually didn't talk about two other of my favorite modes of use, which um, one is beverages, which you know all about because your company produces them. Um, you have these amazing drink mixes that your company Camilla creates. Um, and beverages are really awesome. I, I feel that the onset and offset of beverages, of cannabis beverages, is very similar to alcohol, where um, I feel the lift pretty quickly. And then it kind of fades away a lot faster, whereas edibles tend to um, a lot of people will tell like the, their horror stories of like brownies in college and you get high on on a brownie and you're like high for eight hours. Beverages just don't do that. Um, and my understanding is that because they're actual nanomolecules of THC that your body can absorb, the bioavailability is higher. So you're absorbing it faster and you're processing it faster. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, no, no, you're completely correct. There's a... Um you know, like I said, it's all about the bloodstream. And interesting enough, we actually have an enzyme in our liver. So when we eat and consume things that need to be fully digested in order to absorb in our bloodstream, it changes molecules and the potency can be 10 times greater depending on the enzyme in your liver, in your body. When you take a drink or use a drink, 
it starts absorbing in your bloodstream quicker. And so there's even like that nanotechnology, some use it, some don't. But if you have a drink that has that nanotechnology, you give that more of a boost, it absorbs even more, and you start to feel it quicker. And then it doesn't have to go through your liver. So you don't have that intense, potent experience. That's how I am personally. And I'm always like, especially if it's not dosed, I'm like, I cannot, like, I cannot eat your cookie. I'm so sorry, but that is not going to be a good experience for me. So the drinks are really powerful when it comes to that um, experience. If you do have a really light sensitivity to edibles, that way that you can still experience that nice body relaxation without the fear and always start slow. Like Eliza said, it's yeah. so important. Um, do not take edibles from friends if you've never done this before. And actually a general rule of thumb for me is you don't take edibles from friends, period. Like I just don't, I don't do it. Um, you, you can say you dosed it right, but that doesn't mean that, um, it's like the butter was evenly distributed in a pan of brownies or cookies or this or that. And, but if you're brand new, absolutely. Like you don't start with more than five milligrams, right? Like mm -hmm. two to five milligrams is a beautiful place to start of THC specifically. And, and then you can, you can build on it and you can always add more, but once that shit's in your body, you cannot get rid of it. You're on the ride. You know, it's like you, you got to, you got to buckle up sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anyone that's new, like, that's just my one word of advice, like start low, go slow. You can always add to it. You can't take it away. Take it easy. And, and the last thing that I did want to talk about before we go into the next part of this conversation, which I can't wait for, is suppositories. And suppositories, uh, I it's great because I, I gifted all of the ladies on my retreat um, cannabis suppositories. Um, and they're actually like they're tiny little bullets of cocoa butter or coconut oil with other herbs and with cannabis as well that you actually push up into your yoni, into your vagina. It can also be used rectally. Um, and it is incredible what suppositories are doing for women, um, with, uh, menstruation cramps with, uh, PCOS with, uh, when they're dealing with, I mean, any female issue, um, and the hello agains, uh, which is the brand that, that I gifted to everyone. Those were actually created for women that are uh, going through menopause. And it's insane what it's doing for ladies when they are um, on their moon cycle, having pain, um, and how quickly it'll target that pain and, and just give them some ease and grace. So, and it also doesn't get us high unless you're using a super high THC content. Like Hello Again um, specifically has like daytime and nighttime ones. And I will say the nighttime one knocks me out. Mm -hmm. It's amazing though. Um, I sleep so well and I wake up feeling refreshed and not groggy, but I definitely can feel it. Um, so, you know, those of you that are out there listening, um, and, and I also need to just acknowledge that like not everyone has access to any of the things that we're talking about. If you're in a state where cannabis is completely outlawed and illegal, um, this is why we're doing the work that we're doing to raise awareness, um, and I encourage everyone to, to fight for their right to use plant medicine because, um, just because you may not align with the beliefs to use this medicine does not mean that your neighbor or your aunt or your grandmother or your mother should not have access to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it, it really does in that conversation 
around suppositories really helps people understand the use of our word medicine because there might be some different things that you experience cannabis because you, you know, want to relax or want to do that. And then you explore and you see that there's all these other products that can be used for these things that can really, really help your body. And there's not a lot, if you do have a problem, if you do have severe cramps, it's like, okay, take this, you know, pill or whatever it is, but there's not a lot of healing out there in terms of products or different things. So being able to be innovative and have an industry that can innovate and create these things that can help people with problems that are not addressed is so powerful. And that's where it does really take it into that world of medicine and healing and and really paying attention to your body and seeing what what you can do to help yourself. Yeah, I'm going to go a step further. And I'm just going to say medicine that can change your life. Mm-hmm. It's changed mine completely. It's changed the way that I approach my daily life. It's changed the way that I am able to show up in the world um, as a mother, because there's so much stigma around moms using weed, mm-hmm. it makes me a better mom instead of like running around the house and trying to like do the laundry and do this and do that while my kid is playing and like putting him in front of a screen. I, I swear to you. And I, and I don't use cannabis nearly as often as I used to, but often if I do, I'm able to just like take two little tokes off of my vape pen. And then I go and I'm like, fully in it with him. Hey, let's build a fort. Mm-hmm. Like let's play. Let's get creative. Do you want a color? Let's practice our ABCs. Let's, let's write down our name. Let's trace your name a bunch of times. Like it helps me drop into this place where I'm like, Oh, I'm fully present with my kid instead of just kind of ignoring him and continuing on with the next thing. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful way to live in the present moment. And I will say that there is unfortunately the world that we live in, includes a lot of trauma that people have gone through. I've, you know, like I said, I've, I've been just aware, I've been angry, but, you know, in my life, I grew up with nothing. Like we were homeless at one point. Like there were so many things I've had, you know, partners that were toxic and there's, you know, and, and I treat and I go out into the world and the, in a nice, the nicest way possible, trying to do as much good in the world as I can, but you cannot escape this. Like this is just what it is. And having something that can help you with these trauma, like I am very sensitive person. So I get very emotional sometimes. So I do notice that when I amuse cannabis, it really helps me understand my emotions. I can communicate that and, you know, I can talk to my partner about things that are going on instead of like being there bawling and you know acting crazy or whatever it is just being able to tap in with myself and kind of circle back to that present moment okay like what are you doing right now like understand yourself and be aware of what you're doing right now step back from it and see how what you're doing can be more productive instead of spiraling out into this world based on the the traumatic experience that I might've had in my life. And, you know, that for me has been, you know, my healing journey. I've been very lucky to not have a lot of physical things that, you know, I need to address or need to take care of. But as far as my mental capacity and, you know, every day is a learning experience. I think I'm, I'm very passionate about talking about the mind and mental health because, there is something, you know, in everybody that they are dealing with. 
And that's why compassion is so important because you understand that, okay, well, you know, this person is, might be dealing with somebody. I'm not going to take it personal. This is what's going on. But to be aware of that, because many people are going through something, but they might not be aware of what's going on. So having that tool, that medicine to be able to do that, that's the way that cannabis has completely changed my life in um, the way that I see the world and the way that I see other people and the way that I'm able to step in and be present and, and be there. And that's a beautiful thing for a child to be raised in also. And I see that dynamic with you and your son and how, (laughs) how amazing that is that he can learn and you can learn from him and have an experience of that, that magnitude in this life. Mm, thank you for bearing witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, motherhood is, is not for the faint of heart. Um, however, I'm, I always feel so privileged. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just so lucky to do this with this cool little dude. He's amazing. Um, you know, and that actually leads me into, into the next part of this conversation. Um, I want to go deeper. Mm-hmm. I want to go deeper. Let's talk about let's talk about psilocybin. Mushrooms. Mushies. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you guys, I love mushrooms so much. Like <laughs> Could, uh, there's a specific word and it's obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Is that me or you? <laughs> I have a mushroom tattoo. I like try to buy any clothes that has mushrooms on them. A neck, like everything. It's just makes me happy. Yes. And um I, I, if you have not watched the documentary Fantastic Fungi on Netflix, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, because it's not just about like psychedelic psilocybin mushrooms, about all mushrooms, it is absolutely mind blowing. Like it is insane. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, You'll just find a deeper appreciation um, for all, all fungi. But what we're talking about today specifically are psychedelic mushrooms and how they've impacted our lives um, and how, you know, they may be able to impact yours. Um, But we only are speaking from our own experiences. We are not doctors. We're not prescribing anything to anyone. Um, But Mindy, when was the first time you did mushrooms? Oh, gosh, I was in high school. I might have done mushrooms. I had that period, right, where I was like, weed doesn't work. And, you know, so um, I tried it. During that period of time, I was in high school and that still, along with the cannabis, showed me that pathway, showed me that world that really helped me, you know, through my life. But yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty young the first time, you know, that I had an experience. You were one of the cool kids. I was scared of everything. (laughs) I was so scared. Oh my God. Okay. And I, I just I have to shine a light on the fact that you are a visual artist. You're an incredible painter, muralist. Um, how has that impacted your life? Well, it's still, um, you know, based on my rebellious nature, right? So I started doing art by using spray paint and that with the combination of being aware. And I was just like, okay, I understand how this world is. I'm just going to go out there and paint the walls and do all that stuff. And, you know, that in turn helped me understand how art works. And so I was like, okay, well, if I can do letters, I can try this and I can move forward. But that is that living outside of society, right? Like you 
are where you see the picture and you say, you know, there has to be more to this. And that goes hand in hand with the other um, mental places and the, the expansion of our minds when it comes to psychedelics and mushrooms specifically. And so that really went hand in hand in, in my journey with art and expanding my mind and and seeing, you know, what is possible and what I can do. And even, you know, up into my entrepreneurial journey, right? You are creating this this thing and you have to go out and step out it into your own. And so you have to not be afraid of of doing that. And, you know, that can be a very um, fearful thing. And I think that's what a lot of the psychedelic submissions have done for me is being able to look at things and, and face these fears so that I can go out into the world and do anything that I need to do without that fear associated with it. And it just, you know, it all comes from me. And then the mushrooms are a tool that helps me expand my possibilities, mm. limitless, right? Like, and, and I will say that it, there's definitely times and places and things where I do get scared and stressed. And, you know, I'm not saying it's a end all be all to you just have this amazing life. But if you do the work, if you do the work, you address these things and it can help you um, propel yourself into not having that fear associated with it and and really being yourself. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love how much intentionality you bring to the table. Um, my experience with with psychedelics at first was, well, the, as I shared earlier, the very first psychedelic I tried was actually LSD. It was not mushrooms. Um, and it was with an intention to try to get clean, to stop using other drugs. Um, and, and, and it worked like it worked like a charm. And I went deep down into myself asking myself, what am I actually searching for here? What do I actually want? What is my soul here for? What is my soul's purpose in life? Um, which I didn't quite get all of the answers, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I did, I did recognize internally, um, and have like a full release of this attachment to other drugs that were not serving me and it worked. Um, and then I didn't really dabble with psychedelics for a while. I, I, after that, um, I, I probably tried it two or three more times, but in festival settings. So, um, in the evenings, getting ready to go out and see music and watch fire performers and see the lights. And it really was just to enjoy the visual aspect um, that that psychedelics offer people. Um, it makes everything really light and glowy and um, slows down um, your like brain's ability to like see things moving in real time. So it's really trippy. If no one's ever done it, it's like really a fascinating experience. Um, but I, and it opened my heart that much. I could feel it opened my heart to receive more. It opened my heart to love more. Um, it opened my heart and, and it made me braver that I could dance more. Um, but that was really like my only experience, um, with psychedelics for a really long time. And so my introduction, true introduction to psilocybin was when I was going through postpartum after having my son. So I'm still very new when it comes to using, um, using mushrooms, but that was the route that I chose to take to try to help me with my depression after having Zion, you were there to guide me mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, 
which a lot of people don't want to talk about with moms, women in general. You know, yeah. once again, it was like my kid was a catalyst for me to go deeper mm-hmm. into my healing. And that goes back to the mental health. There's all these things that people experience that they don't want to talk about, that they want to throw under the rug, but it's not going to, you have to face it. And that's part of that medicine. And I love how you, you know, said the release, you know, because I, I think that that's what the main focus is when it comes to mushrooms and psychedelics is that you're able to release. And for me, that's where ceremony comes in is, is the way that in times where we honored the cycles of the earth, when we honored ceremony, there was a point where you would release, let go and understand that a new cycle was coming through. And a lot of the mental issues come with us putting pressure on ourselves, carrying all this weight, all these thoughts, all these, you know, negative things that could maybe might happen that stay with us. And that ability to release is so important for people and how they show up in the world too and adds to that being in the present moment. And uh, I love festivals. I think we've gone to a (laughs) festival before. That was so fun. And it's that environment, right? So one thing I will say, and a lot of people are, um, you know, and have, have asked me, right? Like, how, how do I take it? Or how does this work? And what's the experience? And I will always say that the most important thing is creating a safe, sacred space for yourself, because you are going in and, and facing those fears and things that you're not talking about are going to come up and, and you're going to have to look at them and do the work in order to release them. So creating the most safe environment. And, and when you're at a festival, everybody understands that. And they have this collective agreement that we're going to be here to just spread love. And I feel the same thing at the retreats, right? Like everybody makes this decision when they walk and step onto this space and into this ground that I'm going to, you know, just be able to sink in and and to be in a place where it's non-judgment. I'm not going to judge these other people. I'm just going to give love and let that person do the work and the healing that they need to do. Because, mm. you know, having that experience, it is, it is a lot. And it can be really intense for most people. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. And I've had many experiences with mushrooms in my life where I've had supposed bad trips and I've had really good trips and, and how that works. But even the bad trips or supposed bad trips are things that I'm learning from my life. And so I don't regret those experiences at all or the people in the, the space that I'm in. But I will say that I've had the best experiences when I have been in nature. And it, it opens me up to being able to listen to those cycles of the earth and and to be present with the help of the earth to release these things. Because we don't have to do anything by ourselves. And I truly, truly believe that. We have all of these other tools and, and these energies and, you know, these spirits essentially that help us through our life. And we um, ask those different um, energies for assistance and guidance. So when you're like, I have to release this thing. Okay. Like the earth, you know, please help me release this. And, and it, it will, and it will do it even more, um, intensely with the, the power of, of mushroom medicine. So there's sometimes where I like feel a lot of energy and I literally put my hands on the earth. 
when I'm in the middle of a trip and I say, okay, but please take that. I don't have to know what it is. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but, you know, please take this, you know, from me. I don't want to hold on to anything that's not serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that those mushrooms and that earth will, will help guide that. And, you know, we have to create space for love. Like if our intention is bringing more love in, into our lives and, I love how you mentioned that, that you felt a heart opening with your experience and you have, how can you outpour of love if you have so much that you're holding onto that doesn't serve you? So when you have the experience of creating space, you're able to have an infinite pouring of love coming from your heart. I work a lot with the goddess Kali and that's what, you know, she does. She's depicted as this crazy goddess and she has like cuts the the tongues off of people, you know, like that's the, the negative talk that we tell ourselves that we hear from other people. You know, she protects us from that so that, you know, we destroy so that we can create space so that we can bring more love into our lives. And that is, you know, so powerful when you have that understanding and you can do that for yourself. And, you know, like I'm, I don't sugarcoat stuff. It's going to be a hard road, but the results are so powerful in our lives that it's worth it. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's so important again to like shed light on how mushrooms can be used and also like dosaging and like what that could look like. Right. So for myself, when I first started diving in with mushrooms, I actually was microdosing. Um, and that, that was, it was a very specific regimen that I was on in order to support myself as I was going through the, what I, what I feel and believed to be postpartum depression, because I mean, I, 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 I've always struggled with depression, but I'd never felt anything like what I was feeling. I was, I was suicidal. The, the world was just like bleak and gray. There was, I felt deep in my soul, hopelessness which I had never experienced before. Like I've been up and down and all around and I had never lost hope. And I truly, and here I was holding this brand new baby that I'm supposed to be feeling all of this love and all this excitement and all of this joy. And I literally felt like I'm going to fail. The world is going to end. I'm going to let this being down. There's no hope. And it was really hard. Um, And so microdosing worked really, really well for me. Um, I was taking 0.2 grams, which is a very, very low dose, um, 0.2 grams, um, four days on three days off at that time. So once a day, um, and it, it just, it was, uh, it was monumental in how it opened my heart and calmed me down. I never once had a trip. Like I wasn't, that's, that was not enough. And that's typically not enough for someone to have a psychedelic experience where they're seeing, um, lights or colors or any type of like geometry that comes up. Like a lot of, uh, like you'll see, you know, what people talk about or depicted in movies. Um, it was just enough for me to feel a lift. Like the fog was lifting. I always think of the, of the Golden Gate Bridge because I'm from the city. It's like the fog lifted from the bridge and now the sun was shining down. Um, and so that worked really well for me. And later on, um, as I desired to go deeper with that medicine, um, I created space and time for myself to create uh, like a two day, essentially like a retreat to take. Um, at that time, I took three grams 
of mushrooms. And that, that is a pretty big dose for most people. Um, if you don't have a lot of experience, so there, there's a huge wide variance and variety. The most I've ever heard of someone taking is seven grams, like people that I personally know, um, which I would never recommend to somebody. Um, what would you say to that? I agree. I mean, it's a, a macro dose, a huge macro dose. That's a dose. hero's journey Yes, dose. I think, yeah, it's, it's a definitely a, a whole different um, calling and a whole different name to that. You know, I think that we can experience the effect that we need off of a regular dose, which is, and would be about an eighth or 3.5 grams is when you... I would say like blast off right to mm -hmm. a different dimension. And, and that's just going somewhere else in your mind. Right. So like your physical body is in this world, but then your mind is exploring other places and it is opening up different. Um, it's really interesting to explain, but, you know, different worlds that we cannot see, you know, like different experiences and it, We'll do the same thing, essentially. And so you might not need to do those larger doses. I completely agree. I've never done more than an eighth personally. Um, but everybody's body is different, too. So if you take an eighth and, you know, you don't feel anything at all, then maybe <laughs> you might be too, you know, you might again, do that. Start low, go slow. Yes. You know, um, yes. I've really enjoyed learning about this medicine and interacting with it and being like, oh, this is where I'm at. And I have these in capsules. Thank goodness. I have uh, friends that are able to make great medicine like this for me. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take two capsules today. Or I'm going to take four capsules. So I know exactly how much I'm taking. It's really important. Once again, to know your dose. If you have actual mushrooms, it's important to have a little scale and to actually weigh it out, understand what it is that you're putting into your body that you're ingesting. Um, and, and don't just buy chocolates or buy random things that others are making with mushrooms that are not properly dosed. Like you should always know your source. You should always know where it's coming from. You should always know what you're putting in your body, period period. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it, it's very, 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 um, important to also recognize like who grew the medicine, just like when we are, um, using cannabis, like knowing where it came from, what farm did it come from or who, whose hands have been touching this. If you really want to take it to the next level, recognizing that the medicine people that, that grew your, your medicine, um, they, they're energetically impacting your experience as well. I do believe that it's the same as when, when y'all go to the grocery store and you want your free range chickens mm -hmm. because you want to know that these are happier chickens versus, um, you know, mass manufactured, um, goods. It's very, very, very different. Right. Mm -hmm. I, um, completely agree if, and I call it, you know, altered states of consciousness. That's what I was trying to say <laughs> earlier. If I couldn't get the word altered states of consciousness, and it is something that is energy and whoever touches anything throughout the different stages in the process has an energetic imprint and we experience this and we do take mushrooms, you'll feel an openness. That's why I say the safe space is really important being around people that you know, like have good intentions is really important because we all are psychic beings, whether, you know, and I will say that confidently, whether somebody agrees with me or not, but there is a energy that we cross in our minds and 
we feel each other's energy and and think now the world is starting to get a little bit more. You know, it's been my experience for many, many years. And you would say things like that and people are like, no, like, what is that? And now it's it's an understanding for a lot of different people. And, um, you know, that altered states of consciousness when somebody is growing the medicine or and and has it what energy are they holding on to you know like mm-hmm. what are they putting in it and have they understood right like how to work with the medicine there's that then the best way to describe it is that water study right when they have those two molecules molecules of water and they did the study and one of the molecules and they said just negative things and it's just an energy study. And then the other water, they said, I love you and positive things and played it beautiful music. And you can tell in the, uh, under a microscope, the physical makeup of the molecules in the water, how the one that was positive was beautifully formed, had crystals. And the one that had those negative words had these holes in the molecules and, and didn't form correctly as they should. And it is the same thing, right? Mm. So in this world of, you know, being able to expand your mind and and where we where we live in this society, there's a lot of greed. There's a lot of different things and intentions that people have when they're working with stuff. And it doesn't make them bad people. Maybe they just don't know. So like, you know, I'll say that up front, but they if they don't know and they're working with something that they don't know how good is that to the person that's receiving that medicine mm. um you know and so like i've i've learned to well i've had an experience where you know i've had a conversation with the medicine the mushrooms while i was was on mushrooms and so that's how i became cuz i would i would not be keeper of the medicine without being told that i was keeper of the medicine and i think that's really important and that goes for, you know, anything like I drum. And so like my friends are like, you are the keeper of these songs now. And so, okay, I can share these. And there's a respect and an appreciation to the energy and the spirit that you're working with. And so I was told while I was on a trip, you know, that I would be able to be a keeper of this medicine. And I have a lot of people, you know, asking me like everybody, it's, it's fascinating. So they want to learn. And I'm like, well, I'm not comfortable unless, you know, you have a connection, but that can be an intention, right? You like have this connection and you work with the medicine in order to develop these things and to have a deeper understanding because when you also are a keeper and you give the medicine to somebody, they're going to ask you questions and they're going to do, you know, kind of what we're doing today is, you know, talking about it. And, and like, you have to be able to help them understand and guide them in the right way so that they don't have, you know, a bad experience. And I wasn't told anything when I started. And, you know, like I, I took my first dose of mushrooms when I was really young and I, I did it for a while and then I didn't for all, years and years and years and it, it came back around. But I was with very toxic people. There was a lot going on. And my friend was like, you know, stealing money from somewhere. She was like a crazy club media. She was stealing money. And then we we're like, buy mushrooms or do all these things. And I had a lot of negative experiences because those that was not the world I should have lived in. You know, and and I've seen drastic changes in myself and like even my parents would be like, oh, I'm so glad that he changed. 
change your life around because that was a bad road that I was on. And so every time I was around these people and I would experience and go into a journey, it was really bad. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be around these people anymore. And slowly started disassociating myself with a lot of things that were going on in that world in order to have fun or whatever, whatever I was doing. And those, um, you know, those things like changed my life and really pushed. Like, I I don't think I would be the person that I am today, you know, without having even those, those awakenings or understandings of, okay, the world is not all, there's a lot of, (laughs) a lot of different people out here, you know, and, and you get to choose, you get to choose who you surround yourself with and the energy. And so that psychicness, that sensitivity that happens, you know, when we open ourselves up, when we're on a journey, help me see the truth, right? So Mm -hmm. like, I think that's a, a really powerful thing because truth is heart, right? Like truth comes from the heart. And when people are in a different state or a different consciousness, like their truth comes out and you're more aware of, of what people are, are bringing to your environment, you know, and that's why, um, you know, just a little side note, you know, just for development and success, right? Because I think like a lot of people, especially listening to this podcast, like they want to do the work, like they want to do the work to be the best versions of themselves. And the one of the most important things, and you'll hear this over and over and over again, is surrounding yourself with positive people, and the people that you hold and the well, there's a specific number, like some some people have written books about it and, and other things, but the company that you keep molds you because you get inspired, you learn, and that's a very, very important thing. And, you know, that, that experience really taught me that without me having to <laughs> read all these books or, <laughs> you know, it, the information came to me that I needed in order to, to help me in my life. Yes. I remember uh, growing up, there was a saying my mom always said, which was show me who you walk with and I'll show you who you are. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, what? I'm not like them or this or that. And it's like, no, it's so true though. And you know, you, you want to, you want to surround yourself with people that you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. You, you have to really sh- make that shift. Um, and on that note, for those who might be listening that are like, okay, I want to try this. I, I think I'm ready. I aspire to be more, <laughs> more in alignment. Um, and perhaps people are seeking healing or maybe they're just, you know, they're curious, whatever your reason is, what, uh, what word of advice would you give to somebody who's ready to dive uh, into the world of psilocybin for the first time? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know about microdosing, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, that was not a thing. Nobody did it. And so that is a really powerful tool to enter into just kind of understanding because there's a level of control that we always want to keep. And in order to experience a journey, like you got to let go, like you got to let go of control and you kind of got to let the medicine like heal you. Like I said, ask for help, right? Cause that's the, some of our faults is being able to step back, ask for help and, and be able to receive. So microdosing really helps in that step of the journey that you're going to, okay, like try a little bit to experience it so that you don't have that fear associated with it mm. because your mind can also trip you out and, and make you believe things and, you know, go in a, in a different way if you have that fear within you. And so I think that's a very, um, 
good way to step into it. Mm. Um, you know, point one, point two um, are really good entryways. And then point one and point two grams. Yeah. Clear with correct. everyone. Yes. And then you can, you know, double up. If you have a point two, like, okay, I'm going to take two and see yep. what that does and level that way. Um, unless you're very experienced and used to, you know, opening yourself up and letting go of that control and, you know, not, not having that associated. And then it can be also, you know, one thing like I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I'm going to say it again, cause it's really important is creating your safe container and whatever that means to other people is their, their tools that they use. It could be anything. So, you know, you have your crystals, you have all your crystals around you, you know, your, um, you have your altar, you have your candles, whatever you do in order to make yourself feel safe and you have your um, smudge or whatever herbs you also use in order to create that safe container is going to help you also release that fear and then you know that you're protected, you know that you're safe so that you can open yourself up and be able to experience it more. The people that you have, you know, in the room while you're um, on a journey is really important. So just being intentional about it and, you know, you don't have to, but making an intention and doing like pre-work before, before you take a journey can help it be more effective. Right. Like, so like, usually I say when I made the decision, okay, in two weeks, I'm going to go on this, on this journey. That's when it starts. So up into the time where I take that medicine, I might be pulling tarot cards. I might be, you know, doing some journaling. I might be doing work in order to prep and prepare myself, but that's mainly for effectiveness for me. Cause when I, when I do something, it's like, I want to do it to a hundred percent and yeah. get the, get the most out of it. Um, so just being, you know, conscious about it, but, um, you know, those microdoses are, are really good steps. You have, you know, 0.1.2 grams, then maybe you work up to a gram and that will kind of, take you to a point where you are entering a different state of consciousness, but you're still very present in this world. Mm. When um, you take about a half eighth, which is, a, we call it eighth, like a, a dose. So it's 3.5 grams, half eighth is, you know, 1.75 grams. You are kind of straddling the two worlds. So you're in this reality, but you're also in this spiritual world and, and spiritual place, but you're kind of halfway in between. So it's almost opening the door. You can see it, you can experience it, but you're not fully there. And then when you take a full dose, like you have entered into that door <laughs> and you are in the spiritual realm, you know, you are in this different place and it's a whole experience. So letting yourself you know, let go, like letting the journey take you where it needs to go and trying to receive, trying to listen instead of trying to control will help you experience that journey in a, a much um, deeper way that's going to be able to help you. Mm, thank you for that. And just to build on that, um, for anyone who is interested in a macro dose and like a full dose or even anything above one gram, I'm just going to say this, anything above one gram, uh, I love having an anchor. That's what I call it. Like having a person there that is not on the medicine, 
perhaps they might be doing a microdose of their experience, but if not, no medicine at all, that they're just present, that you trust can be super helpful. Um, I, I've had points in time where like my partner, I'm, I, I feel safe. They're my anchor. They know I'm on, you know, a higher dose of medicine and I'm able to come and be like, do you see this purple flower here? And they're like, yes, I see the purple flower or no, there's not a purple flower. I don't see it at least, but you do. It really helps me to like go there and to understand like what is what is physical realm, what is spiritual realm, what am I, what should I be seeing? Sometimes your eyes play tricks on you, right? And just to have um, to have that safety of knowing that they're looking out for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing is integration building in time like you should not be doing like two or three grams of mushrooms on a Sunday night before you go to work the next morning I don't recommend it at least um building in time as we've talked about make a ceremony of it make sure you have at least one day after uh actually using the medicine to integrate to receive the lessons to sit with it to journal about it um and that way you're not rushing back into like Babylon. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. It's it's like I, you know, you need to carve out time and space in order to have a full effect. So a journey should be considered a two day, two day thing, one with medicine the next day to kind of come back and uh, reevaluate you know, what you've, what you've learned and then to create, you've created the space. So you're then bringing the love back into your life also. And you need that time in order to do that. We do. And, and so often we're, we're told that like, we just got to hurry up and get shit done and get back to work. And like, I challenge you to really find more spaciousness in life in general. It's really helped me along my journey to understand that I don't need to always rush to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mindy. I love you. Oh, I love you too. This is so wonderful. Thank you for joining. Are there any last words or where can people find you and learn more about you? Yeah, I do a few different things. Um, You know, my main Instagram where people can find me is Tara Empress, T-E-R-R-A-E-M-P-R-E-S-S. And that's just kind of earth, earth goddess, earth, earth keeper. And, um, you know, I... I am medicine holder for a cannabis brand called Camia, and it's Camia MFG, short for manufacturing. We have those drinks. We have different products. We have rose petal pre rolls, things to enjoy, and um, I'm so grateful to you know say that I'm opening up a dispensary soon. So at the end of the year, hopefully by summer, the Pocket Dispensary, it's going to be on the corner of South Bend Park and Florin, will be open and you'll be able to get some education, kind of learn more, dive deeper with our um, counselors and consultants. If you're curious about cannabis medicine and how it can help your body and, and come visit us, we'll, we'll throw a party and and have a grand opening and it'll be so much fun. So that's the pocket dispensary on Instagram and on our website. Mm, so good. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Radiance Training Podcast. As always, you guys should be following me at hi underscore Eliza. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.